hi everybody welcome to a cursed episode of nintendo voice chat this is episode 645 i am your host seth macy with me today is industry legend cat bailey i don't know how we actually managed to start recording but we're doing I'm it really everybody. confused we got this uh he wasn't even supposed to be here today Per schneider i am jeff vega today <laughs> the and evil general the hero vega. the hero that we need yes uh, and holding a Kirby, I believe, it is Reb Fallon. I am here with Warm Kirby. Warm Kirby. No, my new coworker. So new case reporter our, our, on IGN.com. Our new reporter who plugs in via USB and gets very Get warm. So you here. hug him and he's cozy. That is, well, that's the, we're changing the topic of the show again. <laughs> the warm, right. Kirby. warm Kirby warm review. Kirby. 10 out of 10. There's nothing wrong yep. with him at all. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, actually, we're going to talk about Fire Emblem Engage. None of us have actually played Fire Emblem Engage. <laughs> so there you go. But Brendan Graber did review it, gave it a 9 out of 10 on IGN.com. Go out, check that review. However, none of us have played it yet, but we all have thoughts and feelings. Pear, I would like to start with you because you are a little bit of a, a Fire Emblem aficionado. Uh, I think that's fair to say. Are you looking forward, after reading the review, after reading the details, 9 out of 10 on IGN.com, are you looking forward to playing Fire Emblem Engage? You don't even know how much. Like, when, when you were saying none of us had played it, it sounds like we're aloof about it. That's absolutely not true, Oh, yeah, no, it's just because it hasn't come out yet. That's right. We're not the reviewer of the game, so there weren't enough codes to go around for us to play it ahead of release. But I am going to buy it. The moment it's live in the eShop, I am so excited to play it. And... Many different reasons. I, you know, I think I talked about this on the show before. I accidentally discovered Fire Emblem when I lived in Japan. I just picked it up because it said Nintendo and the box art was cool. And I absolutely just got lost in this game and, and kind of couldn't, couldn't believe how I never, how, how I never knew about this, this franchise uh, before. And then I proceeded and played every game in the series since. And, um, I am. I watched trailers for this. I watched footage of this. I watched uh, and and read Brandon's review, and it feels like we're doing a little bit more of a classic Fire Emblem game, where some of the social elements that you know we 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 liked in Three Houses got kind of like shrunk a little bit. Which, you know, I'm ready for that. I really love the strategy gameplay. I love it when Fire Emblem is a little faster paced and doesn't take too long to tell its story. That's not to say that I didn't really like, I, I really liked Three Houses and I loved all the social elements, but it's also these sort of, if every game was like that, I would get bored with it. And so I'm happy that there's this sort of variation. Um, I don't want all my Zelda games to be the same either. And mm. I, I couldn't be more excited for this one. So you're saying Fire Emblem Three Houses is for babies? No, I really like that. Oh. I, I think it's. Uh, it's I'm just kidding. It, it was such a such a fantastic game. I really really liked it. But um, I uh, it's like Animal Crossing. If Animal Crossing came out every two years, I think I would be a bit bored unless something fundamentally changed, right? Because you you understand the loop, and you know with this sort of the hub world in the Fire Emblem games getting bigger and bigger and taking up more of your time and becoming 
becoming more important to the development of your crew and the relationships. It, you know, it, it does feel like if we went down that exact same route and it was, again, like, you know, Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Hogwarts or something, I'd be like, I feel like I've played this before. So um, I do love the duality. I do love the returning characters here. I'm a, obviously a big fan of, of Martha and Friends. And uh, I hope it is as fast-paced and, and uh, well-executed as uh, a game like Mario and Rabbits or, you know, our... our recent uh, uh, Marvel game that we got in, in the turn-based strategy genre. Mm. What was the... Uh, did Brendan mention how long it took him to beat it? I'm sure he did. I'm completely... I forgot got everything. How long I to forgot beat? We Find were... out. They, they're usually like 40-hour 40, 40 games, but yeah, how long to beat info isn't up yet because mm. it has to be released first for us to display that, but yeah. Very cool. Kat, uh, are you looking forward to Fire Emblem Engage? I mean, yeah, I was... A little bit on the fence for a while about it because it seemed to me to be a little bit of a gimmick uh bringing back all of the original fire emblem characters i put a lot of hours into fire emblem heroes and i really enjoyed it at the time but i wasn't sure if i wanted something kind of in that vein very fan servicey <laughs> but reading the reviews tells me that i think that it's a nice little change of pace from Fire Emblem Three Houses, especially on the battlefield, I love that they're bringing back the the weapons triangle because I missed um, that in the last one. Yeah. As much as I loved Fire Emblem Three Houses, I thought the actual action on the battlefield got to be a little bit of a grind, especially in the mm. back half of the game. Um, it was much more strategic in the way that you built up your characters and leveled them up, came with, uh, figured out your class composition, and then you just kind of grinded through lots and lots of enemies until you got to the end whereas this one they bring back the weapons triangle and it's very intense because you can actually disarm um opponents and they can disarm you so you have to be a lot Did more i think intentional about triangle? how you place your pl your characters hmm? as i say could you like maybe a little brief overview of the weapons triangle for those of us who are not familiar it's like rock paper scissors so basically oh hell yeah i know that game there's a lance there's an axe there's a sword sword beats axe axe beats lance lance beats sword yeah good old rock the spear has rock. reached <laughs> exactly. the axe cuts the spear in half like if you visualize it it's similar yeah. to you know fire water <laughs> elementary strength uh, strengths in in but role playing games yeah and there's other aspects as well, like the bow can shoot down a Pegasus. Like that was an aspect in Three Houses as well. Just like well. in real life. Yeah. But yeah, the, if you're flying, you're vulnerable to error. So it, it all makes sense. But what it mm -hmm. creates in the game is this sort of tension, right? Like if you screw up and you put your spear guy, you forget to move your spear guy out of the way of an axe attacker, you're fretting, right? Like you're hoping that that's not the end for the character. And if you play Fire Emblem the way it should be played, uh, with permadeath. Wow. Gatekeeping. <laughs> um, okay. No, like for me, that's, <laughs> I've always really loved that way. And I've, you know, I have that's a shortcut to restarting yeah. the mission. Uh, I, I just, I just love that sort of threat looming over you. And I, you know, it sucks when you're replaying a mission that's two hours long, but it's still fun. Um, yeah, I, I love this kind of element of tension. Look how good the art looks. Yeah, it, does look really it doesn't sound like the art, the story as much, but <clears throat> Fire Emblem stories can be a little variable in their actual quality. Mm -hmm. It's uh, kind of going back to where it was. I think Three Houses' strength was definitely its story. And yeah. um, for people, and I think Fire Emblem Three Houses, as a result, brought in a ton of new fans. And I think maybe those new fans are looking at Fire Emblem Engage and side-eyeing a little bit. But I'm also mm. not 
I don't have a problem with a series taking a different approach, trying, uh, maybe going back to its roots a little bit, celebrating its history. I don't think this means that the three houses approach is dead forever. Um, and I think that Fire Emblem Engage should be enjoyed on its own merits. Okay. Reb, you got in trouble online for yeah, saying God. what you thought. Yeah. Uh, never you, do that. You, I was going to say, are you willing to relive this. that? But. No, so I I had a very mild take, I thought, which was that, hey, these reviews look great. I, it's it a mild like take, yeah. It looks like it's really fun for the hardcore tactics nerds. I think it's probably not for me, and that's okay. Like, I hope, I hope everybody who's into this has fun. That was my take. And a bunch of people decided to come be weird and accuse me of being a fake Fire Emblem fan, which, look, <laughs> I am a newer Fire Emblem fan. I play, I, I've talked about this on the show. I played Shadows of Valencia and liked it fine. Uh, and then I got really, really into Three Houses. I put so much time into Three Houses, and I'm one of those people Kat was talking. Like I, like I said, I'd played Shadows of Valencia before, so it wasn't my first Fire Emblem, but it was like the one that... And a pretty core Fire Emblem, but I, I might uh, add. Three too. Houses was the thing where I was like, oh, okay, now maybe I'm really into Fire Emblem. Like maybe this uh, okay. is a series I'm super This is digging. it. Well, this um, is going back to Echoes Valencia. This this right. one is kind of going back more towards that like, gameplay. I like tactics games. Like, I've, mm -hmm. I'm still playing Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Uh, I played Floppy Nights last year. Like, I, I like tactics games. I'm not a person who's anti-tactics games, but I like... I like softer tactics games. I like tactics games that have like other things. So I really liked the character customization and building your your little school mm -hmm. elements. Uh, I liked all of the tea parties and the socialization and the romances and getting to spend time with the characters and watch the monastery evolve. Like I really liked that on top of the tactics stuff. And like I think I would probably have a really good time with this. It sounds like it's really good, uh, but the fact that it has a weaker story and the fact that it doesn't have as many of those elements means I'm like. Less, you can go fishing though. Yeah, I'm I'm less interested than I was. And so I'm, it's not a it's not me looking at this and thinking, oh, I would hate this. It's me looking at this and thinking, you know what? It's gonna be I I don't remember how long either it was said to be, but yeah, like like many hours long. And there's so many other games out there right now. I think I'm yeah. gonna watch my partner play it and play something else. And that's like okay. I'm super totally. stoked for the people who yeah, are excited that is for this. Normal it's normal. That's normal behavior. It's fine. Um and I'm I'm I, I really I agree with what you two have said about the it being good that the franchise gets to do two different things. Mm -hmm. Like I love that there's two kinds of Zelda game. There's top down, very dungeon puzzle oriented, and then there's kind of this more open 3D adventure sort of thing. I love that those two things exist simultaneously. And I I hope that after this, uh, we get, you know, here in like two, three, four years, we get something that is more in the vein of three houses. And then I hope we get more things like this for the more like hardcore people. I hope we keep getting many different kinds of Fire Emblem for all the people who enjoy things. And especially for all the people who came in with three houses and like a softer Fire Emblem. I'm yep. glad it all exists. Please enjoy. It looks really fun. Yeah, I think the comparison to the Zelda franchise is is apt because like I would not miss a Link's Awakening reboot, but I also love the direction that Breath of the Wild has taken. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I'll I'll say that the difference between this Fire Emblem and an Awakening or Three Houses is probably not as big as the difference between Breath of the Wild and True. Link's Awakening. Right. They're much closer together. From what I've seen, I've I've seen this game uh, played in the office before it came out. Um, the UI is awesome. The just and and this is something about Nintendo so and and some of its partners like Jupiter who were making the Picross games. Like they they really think about the control UI and the menu systems 
ad infinitum. They just kind of, they, they tweak them until it feels right. And every time I've played like an Advanced Wars or a, uh, a Fire Emblem clone and I'd move the unit, I'm like, oh no, why do they make you go to the bottom to finish the move? Or like they, they would like hide an option that you would use all the time and make it kind of harder to select or they won't automatically show you the range of the character or some stupid thing like that. And then you go back to Fire Emblem, you're like, Ah, thank you. You know, it's just and and this one, this one seems like it's it's even better. And can I just talk about the graphics for a hot mm -hmm. second? Yes, like, please. After, after all the discourse about how Nintendo Switch is totally washed, the graphics are absolutely <laughs> garbage. We have what seems like a very lovely looking game. Every time I watch the the battle sequences, the story sequences, I'm like, this game looks great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it just shows to me what really strong art direction can mean for a game on Nintendo Switch. No, it's not nearly technically ambitious as a, a Pokemon game. Sure. Um, it's not an open world game. It's a top-down tactics game. So they're going to have an easier time of it. But honestly, I think the art direction just in general is so much better than either of the Pokemon games that came out last year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's real pretty. I I think I agree with you 100%. God, I just want to play nice. it. It's, yeah. It's beautiful anime boys and girls uh, showing their navels. And <laughs> want to see it's that. Very yeah, so that. Very important in battle. Very important in battle. I know. Important. Yeah. It's important uh, to be very hot while you're fighting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put this to the audience what the over under is on me uh, playing this more than three hours and deciding it's not for me. Did uh, you play Three Houses? I played Three Houses and it wasn't for me. How are you on However, like rabbits what, or or? What I'm not a, was not for I've you. said it a million times. I'm not a strategy RPG guy necessarily, mm. but uh, I think it was the social stuff in Three Houses that I okay. didn't like as much. Mm. Because, oh, interesting. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles Four. I loved like just battling in that game. Like, yeah, I really interesting. Enjoyed that. So. And and to those who are, you know, like if you're on the fence and you're asking, is this game for you? Because that's a really valid question. Like a review is never going to be able to 100% tell you whether the game is right for you. It's just the experience of the reviewer and Brendan really yes. loved it, right? But it's like, I would approach it with like, if you've tried a game like a Tactics Ogre or even, you know, any of the isometric turn-based uh, strategy RPGs, they're a little bit more fussy. They require you to kind of determine which direction you face at the end of the turn, right? Because they have systems where if you get attacked from the back, it causes more damage. And like Fire Emblem and Advance Wars are a little different in that the their abilities, the, the character's abilities matter. And, you know, in Fire Emblem, you can upgrade them and change them as well. But it's like, it's not as fussy about the little details of like which way you face and all of that stuff. So, um I think, you know, if this is your first game, give it a try, like in, in that genre. I, I think this this might be the right one. Yeah, I think it's also true. I mean, you can kind of do what I'm doing if you're on the fence. Like if you don't have a whole lot else to play right now and are just curious, like give it a try. See if it's for you. Mm -hmm. But if you have 20 other things that you're really excited to play and you're not really sure about this one, it's okay to go play those other things and maybe come back to this later if you really feel strongly about what it. What else like, is coming out fine. right now? And it's not like uh, it's not like Xenoblade where you start playing and there's one thousand game systems and you're like, ah yeah, <laughs> which yeah. button does what? Again, it's like it it slowly builds and it, it kinda eases you into uh, in, into the gameplay. Yeah. No, there's not a million games coming out right now, but I have a backlog no. like a million miles long. There's a bunch of like little indies and stuff that have come out recently that I've been poking my head into. I think the interesting thing about intelligent systems is that even though they have this reputation for being kinda <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. Um, especially the Fire Emblem series from back in the day. <clears throat> I've always found that they're surprisingly accessible and they've only gotten more accessible since 
Fire Emblem Awakening came out because it's very straightforward, I think, in the way that it handles its tactics and its positioning of its characters. It's unforgiving, mm -hmm. but it's very un easy to understand for the but most part. But you can part. tweak it, right? Like the later games and the early Fire Emblems weren't like that. The later games let you rewind time, so you've got mm -hmm. this ability to undo a stupid move. And by the way, we've all done them in Fire Emblem games where like you move a unit, you're like, oh no! I meant to go the other way and like and then you screw and yeah. so Honestly, having having those crutches is, is really nice the sometimes. cat headbutts your controller I think that's, that's what right. turns all me time. off all with time. strategy RPGs is when I make a wrong move I am devastated and I can't mm. get over it and I just don't want to play anymore I'm like well I screwed that battle up and now I'm going to get a bad score and I'm going to lose a person and I just don't want to play as I demand perfection we, we made a joke about gatekeeping earlier, but like what they really did with Fire Emblem is like they let somebody who's a purist and has played Fire Emblem forever, they let them continue to play the games like that, but they added all these different options yeah. so that you can tailor it to your experiences. Like if you don't, if you don't want your characters to be dead because you made a stupid move at the end of the the round, they can be revived and and yep. you know the, you don't have those repercussions and and you can take back certain moves too. Yeah, and it's stuff like that that I think helped me get into the series on the whole, just because it was no longer this this scary, daunting thing, yep. and that certainly mm -hmm. helped in Three Houses. And yeah, I I might circle back to this later. Like like I said, I'm not I'm not remotely put off by it. I think it looks. Great. Uh, I read an op-ed that said you hated it. Right, yeah. <laughs> I read a bunch of people on Twitter who said that I clearly should never play tactics games and should only play mm. visual novels. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, you're mm. a Fire Emblem fan? Name three houses. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the permadeath discourse, I think, from Fire Emblem is well in its past at this point. Yeah. It's yeah. It's almost a holdover at this point. It, I mean, it's still it's it's kind of like hardcore mode yeah. in a lot of other games where it's like you can pick it if you want, but most people are going to probably pick it, casual. Yeah. It was the sister topic to, you know, should Soulsborns be easier or has adjustable um difficulty levels, maybe the brother topic. Well, mostly. the important thing on discussions like that online is that nobody wins. In fact, we all lose <laughs> That's right. part no. of our humanity yeah. by participating in them. So, mm -hmm. um well, that's Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, if you're wondering what Pear is going to be doing this weekend, wonder no more. He's going to post a picture on Instagram of some beer that you've never heard of Ooh. and his switch with Fire Emblem. Yep. It's going to say weekend, ah. and that's going to be it. That's i got to find a beer that's blue and red in one. That's blue toothpaste, red. Pear. That is toothpaste. For toothpaste. <laughs> I guess Pepsi. There you go, Deep cold Pepsi, beer. Perfect. Yeah. It's the perfect, uh, perfect partner for Fire Emblem Engage. Hey, mm. uh, who's that guy? Oh it's my God! Jeffrey Vega from the wow. internet. I didn't know that he was going to be showing up here. What's up, Jeffrey? Oh, I think his mic is messed <laughs> up. But he's very excited. Is yeah, Jeffrey, by the way, has been to Super Nintendo World, and he was so uh, blown away by it that he was unable to speak. He has not been able to. <laughs> well, speak. I think the, the fact that he's using an N64 expansion pack as a mic might have something to do with that too. Well, yeah, that his original mic did, just didn't have enough RAM. Yeah. So that's why he has that. He one, needs to get yeah. that mm -hmm. Hey You Pikachu microphone, the one that's so oh, like yeah. low quality that mm. Pikachu can't actually understand you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were, uh, we were supposed to ask Jeffrey about Super Nintendo World this week, but yeah. various factors yeah, complicated that. Yeah. So pardon our technical difficulties, but Jeff Vega will return. You can go you check out our speed run of Super Nintendo World over on IGN.com. Right. Sure I was supremely jealous, it's by the way. Run. I would like I to be there. there instead of here right now, too. 
pair. I mean, yep. no offense to all of you. But when yeah. are we doing our live you stream? You can orchestrate this. When Send are we doing all? our live show? You control the budget, pair. No, I don't have a budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need the budget first. <laughs> oh, 2023 headwinds. Travel and entertainment. Year. Let's go. Oh, we don't gosh. need to do Gamescom. We'll, I'm just uh, saying. We'll, let's, rent, let's rent bicycles. Let's all t- let's let's yeah. fly to fly to LA on the oh, E3 budget expensive. and then just not yeah. do E3 and go to okay. Nintendo World. That sounds good. Sticking my thumb out. It's a good plan. I'm gonna hitchhike across America. That will be an adventure in and of itself. Uh, just to get to Super Nintendo World. Seth's travel log. It would be like the wizard. You, you getting to? Oh my God! No, California. <laughs> yes. It'll he be even like goes a... to Universal Studios in that movie. I was more thinking National Lampoons. He does look a little bit like a young Chevy Chase too. Now that I think about it, <laughs> he does, doesn't yeah? he? Yeah. I'm much, huh. I'm much nicer. Oh, okay, oh, that's true. Well, the I character is, uh, yeah, Mr. Griswold. Let's say that. Yes. Yes. Uh, who's first name escapes me even though it's clark clark it's seth griswold. Right. seth macy um, griswold you were talking about budgets a second ago and that's the perfect segue to talk <laughs> oh, about no. earning wow no it isn't but yes it's it NPDs. is because they're both it's about NPD. money npds okay. excuse me npds which is the uh the national uh parmesan district i wish is, yeah can you imagine a whole district of the united states dedicated to parmesan cheese yes Yum. No. just shredded or in blocks however you like it. But that's actually not what it stands for. I don't remember, but it doesn't matter. They put out their monthly um, uh, list of the top selling games, which, uh, side note, isn't 100% accurate because not everyone reports the same way. Like Nintendo doesn't report its digital sales. So when you see a Nintendo game on there, it's only physical version. But anyway. It's the closest Nintendo we got. Yeah, it's the closest anything. we it's got the to best we got. what was sold in stores. Yes. And so Nintendo did some things uh surprisingly to no one mario kart 8 still continues to do well but reb you actually wrote an analysis of this so you can speak to this with an expert voice whereas i am just talking out of my shoe yeah so the list the list we have up right now if you're watching this on video is the december top 10 selling things and i didn't talk about that too much because it's pretty it's pretty straightforward right like like no one no one is shocked to see Pokemon Scarlet and Violet selling bonkers amounts yeah. of copies. Like, we just know this. Oh, that's, is that the, is that that's the, oh, that's just the, that's Nintendo, just the Switch. Yeah. That's yeah. just Pokemon Nintendo Scarlet platforms. Violet being at the top of the Switch charts is no shocker. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 selling the most overall platforms in December shocks no one. Um, no. The thing that I found kind of interesting that I ended up talking about in an article on IGN was what was going on with Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope. So Ubisoft had this kind of like emergency conference call like a week ago where they freaked out and canceled a bunch of games that are not, they canceled a bunch of games that we've never heard of before. And then they delayed Skull and Bones for like the sixth time. Uh, but then they also said in there that Ra- Mario Rabbit's Sparks of Hope underperformed. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the situation where they were acting like they were going to let that and Just Dance 23 carry their year for them. But I was looking into the NPD. And so to be clear, NPD is only uh, US sales and it's dollar sales. And yes. because Sparks of Hope is on Nintendo platforms, we don't have digital sales. So, and also these are rankings. Like we don't actually get a unit sales number for how many units it sold. So it's all like very relative and fuzzy. But I was looking into it and Sparks of Hope seems like it did fine. Like it came out in, hold on. It came out in October and it debuted at number six and then held on at number 13 and number 14 in November and December, which I think is fine for like a Nintendo Switch exclusive that is not like a Call of Duty and is in competition with like Call of Duty, Elden Ring and a bunch of sports titles. Like 
And Pokemon. Yeah. And Pokemon. I mean, that seems fine. But the the context being, I think Ubisoft had such high hopes because they don't have an Assassin's Creed, right? They don't mm. have this sort of triple A game that really brings in the money and gets investors excited and all of that. And I think they were hoping mm. this would be it because there was nothing else from Nintendo, like no Mario game, no Zelda game this holiday season. Right. I think it's just because I, it yeah. has Mario in it. Yeah, I, th I think they had high yes. aspirations. Or maybe, maybe, maybe they're measuring it by... In but it. Kingdom Battle. <laughs> Like, see, yeah. again, we don't have comparison numbers, so it's it's not possible to actually one-to-one -one compare it with Kingdom Battle. But I was looking up how Kingdom Battle did in yeah. the NPD. And Kingdom Battle, so it, it's a little awkward because it came out at the end of August, but the days that it was out in August uh, were not counted for the month of August for NPD. So it doesn't appear until September, which is an NPD thing. But it it, launched, it debuted at number five, so it was a little higher than Sparks mm -hmm. of Hope's debut in September. And then it just completely vanishes from the top 20 in October, November, and December. Yep. So it didn't even beat like anything else that was selling during that time period. And granted, 2017 was pretty stiff competition. I mean, that year has Breath of the Wild mm -hmm. and Odyssey. Yeah. But even though it, 2017 had a bunch of really big games, it didn't have, I think, the sheer number of enormous big games that we have going on right now. And so... Like, it's just, it's very weird. Like, I wonder, it makes me wonder what, what was Ubisoft expecting for Sparks of Hope? Like, I think hoping more than expecting, right? Like, this is a, Ubisoft, and I, I actually really like a lot of Ubisoft's games. I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan, and I love it when they experiment with stuff like uh, Mario and Rabbits. And like, from a, Ubisoft, like Activision, were really good at annualizing franchises, like having this sort of steady stream of big AAA games, and then they obviously hit some challenges on the development side, or maybe maybe things were just kind of ballooning out of control. Like when you look at the credits of an Assassin's Creed game, like oh, it's, that's it's, it's the entire country plus a couple other countries mixed together, mixed in, right? It's it's just getting insane, and I think honestly, I th I think they um, I think the pandemic delayed a bunch of yeah. stuff, and we're feeling the effects now. And they're kind of off their off their game, and like they don't have their usually kind of fun experiments either. You know, it's yeah. like, and it used to be that Just Dance was just this money making machine that they would put on every platform. They would still publish it on the last Nintendo platform, like the Wii or Wii U, and it would still make a lot of money. And like I think a couple of things are broken now. You know, yeah. things things change. So I hear you. It's like it def it definitely like to say. Ubisoft is in trouble because Mario and Rabbits didn't perform. I think that's nonsense too, no, I, right? I, I, like, I agree. I think they had higher expectations. They thought everybody loved the last game, so everybody, more people are going to buy this one, and maybe that didn't happen. I, maybe they spun a narrative for themselves that, mm -hmm. hey, Mario's in this one. We've got a big marketing budget. It's going to be front and center. Yep. And Nintendo's lineup, it's in a prime position. It's only really going against Pokemon. Xbox literally has nothing. Yeah. yeah. Switch has a huge install base. Surely we can do better than we did last time. I think they Which thought they, did, they would be the Mario game of the season. And then like I will yeah. I would say I don't I don't I don't know how much they spent on marketing. It wasn't ubiquitous. Like I didn't I didn't yeah, see I a lot about it. I was going to bring that up. I feel like I'm like one of the <sighs> only people talking about that game. I really loved it and, and finished it. Um but it but it was kind of quiet around it it being a Mario game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did notice after after Laurent de talk make the, made those comments um about the sales performance like in the eShop magically both Just Dance and Mario and Rabbits went top in the featured category. So Funny. I think Nintendo went, "Oh, <laughs> let's 
Let's get them some more sales. Let's put Can it I, up there. So aside from the fact that the rabbits, I think, are actually a drag on this game. Oh, I really do. Uh-huh. Um, I love them. I think that it's a tactic series, which is niche anyway. Mm -hmm. And so you need mm. something that really pushes it. And Three Houses, which was very successful, but also not like mm -hmm. a huge seller. It was successful by Fire Emblem standards. Let's be honest. Had the memeing. <laughs> it had all of the people who are yeah. like kissing and the thirsty characters. Mm -hmm. You don't have that Mario plus rabbits in Sparks of Hope. Had, I mean, you didn't have the same level of memeing, but you had the memeing in Kingdom Battle, right? Because everyone was surprised by Rabbit Peach mm -hmm. um, and all those kinds of things. Yeah, it's kind of old news, I've, though. I've been yeah. trying to sort of articulate because I've been playing Sparks of Hope. I've actually annoyingly been kind of stymied in the final world because I keep I, I keep having bugs. Like oh, no. I, I didn't hear, oh. I didn't read in reviews that this was a buggy game, so I don't know what's going on. But I've now had three levels just like bug out on me in a way that's oh, making it very difficult to complete. So I'm trying to finish it, but it's not working very well. But like, uh. the thing I've been trying to articulate about it is, Kingdom Battle felt very surprising. Mm. Like people, yes. I think, were not expecting it to be good. And then over time, the word got around that, hey, actually, this is really good. Yeah. And so everybody bought in. Yeah. I think Sparks of Hope is good. I don't think it's a bad game, but it doesn't have that same like surprise factor. There's not a conversation right. around it being, yeah. hey, this is actually yeah, like, really, really freaking good. Yeah. I think I there, mean, there the, was a little bit of chatter saying, actually, the rabbits are fun, right? Like there was, yeah. the, you know, the, the rabbits, they're not... I, I, I'm with you. If, if the rabbits were gone from this game, it'd be fine. There's enough people in no. the in the Mario Kingdom no, to make this no, fun. No. But it's like I thought they were actually really enjoyable and like you know this sort of the rabbits fandom for the Mario core characters mm -hmm. is kind of charming too. I don't like that they talk though. I want to say <laughs> yeah, that was, was weird, right? Yeah, part of the original. Uh, marketing that could not have been planned or paid for was when shigeru miyamoto made the developer cry um that's true oh, yeah. yeah and that was such a sweet and like just amazing pure honest moment that kind of just took everybody yeah um like it was so heartwarming and that i think might have helped sort of keep this game the original game in people's minds not so much there was nothing like that for, for this one so and of course you couldn't pay to recreate that sort of thing it would look very weird and awkward it's, what's um, what what's funny is this one is much more like paper mario mm. you know like the yeah. the sort of the overworld has more hooks in it and the battles mm. are more like you know the the battles are like a variant of the sort of battles you would get in paper mario where you have some interaction it's still turn-based in a way but like you get to do more and so it's more interesting than yeah. a than a typical menu menu driven battle from from yesterday's jrpgs but like I, th I thought the overworld now visually i think it struggled a bit it didn't run smoothly and it had some challenges yes. and I, I don't think you know i i think it could have used a little bit more time and refinement there but i thought the overworld was really interesting and there were so many fun little things to discover yeah i think the thing that i'm sort of afraid of is that this so ubisoft has so few weird franchises like this now like they've mm -hmm. kind of nixed all of them slowly over the years and and this worked because rabid uh mario rabbit's kingdom battle was such a hit for them and i thought sparks yeah. of hope would be successful enough that they would say yeah this is worth continuing to do this partnership is yep. worth continuing to foster yep. but i'm worried that now they've created this narrative where oh this wasn't good enough and so i'm, I'm very afraid that we're going to come up, you know, five years down the road and they're, we're going to be wondering, hey, I wonder if there's going to be a new Mario Rabbids and they're not going to do it again. They're going to no. just cling to Assassin's Creed and all of that because the narrative is going to be, well, it didn't do well enough for us. Yeah. Ubisoft has, needs a fresh start in general. Like even the stuff that you would, you would think would be safe, like Rainbow Six, yeah. has really not pan, panned out for them. <laughs> 
at mm. all. Prince of Persia remake. What God. a disaster, right? Ooh. Like we were supposed yeah. to get one and it looked really bad. These games aren't coming out and wow, you look mm. back on 2022, like their just release slate was totally barren and they're not yeah. like EA where they can fall back on a FIFA. Yeah. yeah. They're not like Activision right. Blizzard where they've got Call of Duty bringing in the money. So it's like, what do you do? All their yeah. attempts to make those kinds of service games <clears throat> have kind of fallen flat. They have, some, yeah. some of the older ones were really good. Well, yeah. One of the yeah. one of the division, which of the division? I don't play these. Division two, maybe. Division, one of the divisions like carried them for so freaking long. Oh yeah. Um, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I think, did yeah. did really yep. well for them for and a very look, long time. But it's dwindling. They Rainbow, haven't had anything yeah. to replace. Rainbow it for Six a while. is is a great game and a long running game and like when they succeed they succeed well i think one of ubisoft challenges is this sort of we want that two syndrome right like there's a destiny we want a destiny two there's a Fortnite, we want a Fortnite two right and so they 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 do kind of spread themselves thin um I did like the announcements for what's happening with Assassin's Creed. I'm um, so you know, like Mirage. Assassin's Creed Mirage sounds good. Going back to the Middle East, Hexa, if that's med medieval Germany, I'm going to pee myself. Um, not here. <laughs> um, so, like, I, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff happening, not on Switch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm with you. I hope they don't get discouraged by this. At the very least, maybe reuse that engine for a zelda tactics game then we're good hey there you go mm -hmm. well i for one am looking forward to playing skull and bones at e3 again because oh i played god. it at e3 oh 2018 uh which is the one and only time i've been to e3 so yep. i would play zelda tactics if it's just zelda tactics don't put any rabbits. It's not Zelda in, no, no. in the rabbits. I don't think the rabbits would fit there. I agree with you. Yeah, I, have you seen some of the concept for the for Breath of the Wild? They get they got weird in that stuff. It's true yeah. they did. I want Dude. Child of Light back. Remember Child of yeah. Light? Yeah, that was cool. That was an back when they did, game. and that was on the Switch, if I remember right. Yeah. By the way, it was Ghost Recon, not Rainbow Six, that I was thinking. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that one was kind of a flaw. And I, we talked about Rayman that I not fell that long off ago too. Ghost Recon, um, and and Far Cry, I never finished either. So mm. I do like I to say I finished Assassin's Far Creed Cry games actually, is an understatement. Not all about Far Cry mm -hmm. just, 6 that that even came out well, that's get, Those games got stale. I, I have an entire rant did. about Ubisoft uh, as but, a, a non-fan, but I'll save it for another time. But also, to be fair, like I feel like we've seen the Ubi, Ubisoftification of open-world games. Like Even Breath of the mm. Wild does Ubisoft elements Towers, of yeah. like climbing the tower and stuff. And like, yeah, it's that was really novel and unique and very Ubisoft, and now it's everybody. Like, you know, Horizon feels like a Ubisoft game. But other games do it well, better. That's, Ghost of that, that's the issue now. We get to visit, you know, Japan and the yeah. the few, the robot future it, with Ubisoft's kind of setup. I mean, and, you think about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and this mm -hmm. is getting off track, but <laughs> I mean, they just wanted to be The Witcher at a certain point. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was exactly like but The Witcher. But only huge and bloated. It's too much, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I like just it. realized... I like I just realized as I was going through these, Ubisoft has a lot of slam dunks on Nintendo platforms specifically. Like Just Dance, like you were saying, Pear, has historically been huge on Nintendo platforms. Rayman Legends. Uh, Rayman, yeah. Rayman, Child of Light, uh, mm -hmm. Mario Rabbids. Like every time they do something a little weird or off the beat of those big open world tower shooty games, like, and they put it on a Nintendo platform, it does really well. So it's... Yeah, I I want I don't want them to give that up. I'm no. very afraid. I'm clinging that, to it. That's the part. Of, was good. That's the part I love about Ubisoft. Like at Wii launch, you know, they had they had a game that used the Wii mode as as guns, the way that it was advertised in Nintendo commercials. Like, you know, with uh, I I think um, 
they they experimented with some, with some crazy stuff on <gasps> on pretty much every Nintendo platform. The... When you go back, there's was like Red a, Steel. A yeah, Ubisoft Red game? Steel is the, yeah. the gun game. I'm gun game. I'm thinking of, but they did something really unique for Wii U too. What was the game they... with the f... <laughs> and oh, with the, f... the, and the... Oh, you and the, the pendulum? I think you were on a bike. Uh. <laughs> oh, you're thinking uh, Trials. Trials. Trials, which they yeah. bought. Oh, they bought oh my god. Yeah. Trials is good. awesome. Yeah, they, I love those Trials games. That was really fun. That was an acquisition. Yeah, I love those games too. Yeah, but um, super fun. But yeah, I, I want them to keep experimenting on on these there platforms. God, I don't think oh, there's so any hard. game I've ever been madder at than <laughs> Trials. Oh, I know. That was really fun. Oh. oh, so good. If you haven't played Trials, go check. A it lot out. of yep. very dumb it's on fun Switch. with that game. Well, let's take a journey. <laughs> <laughs> we watched a guy get hit by a train. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in Trials. Oh, in Trials. Very in the game. A video game. In the game. Yes, not in real life. Um. Let's take a journey to the Meverse. This is the segment of the show where we talk about what's going on in our real lives. Uh, video games are things that we want to talk about. Uh, Reb, you had something you specifically wanted to call out for the Meverse this week. Do you mind, please? I did. Um, so there is a world. rumor going around that I have absolutely no information on, cannot confirm or back up in any way. It's just gotten people talking, which is why I want to bring it up, that Batten Kaitos is coming back? Folks, let's bring Batten Kaitos back. That game slapped. It was so good. There are thousands of people, Reb, right now saying, what the heck? Is Literally tens of people game. are like, yeah, Rev, let's there's, go. Yeah. There's some card <laughs> RPG <laughs> fans going they are stoked right now. Eternal Wings and the Lost Ocean is this bizarre GameCube game that takes place on these sky islands. And you play as the guard. You don't play as the guy. You play as the guardian spirit of this guy named Callus, who's kind of a jerkwad. Uh, and he's, he's just, he's got this like revenge mission that he's on, but it ends up intersecting with this woman who's got a, a big save the world quest. Uh, there are elements of this game that are very not good, like the voice acting. Uh, and Ooh, I think people, have, I love bad voice acting it's in video games. Pretty, there's a couple voice actors in there who are really good. And then everything else is just atrocious. Anytime a child speaks, I want to remove my ears and just pop them off my head. Like a Mr. Potato head. You haven't had children yet because um, I want to remove my ears when my kids talk too. Um, but, but like, and, and the plot is kind of, there's there's moments in the plot that are really good. And then the ending is like very cheesy. It has what I think is one of the best twists in video games at the midpoint, Ooh. which I will not spoil for people because if they do remake it, I want people to experience it because it's so cool. But if you know, you know, it has an incredible soundtrack. Uh, Motoi Sakuraba of Dark Souls, Golden Sun, many, many other things fame. Absolutely Valkyrie banger profile. Soundtrack. Yes, banger soundtrack Ooh. from that guy. Um, and it has this card battling system that is really like I, I, there, there's problems with it like you can pick it apart and critique it but it's really cool the ways in which like the cards interact you use them in battle but they also have interactions with the like with the real world so you can like mm -hmm. if you have you can get a, a magnus of green bananas in your inventory and when they're green bananas you can't eat them but you can throw them and do like a small amount of damage uh but then if you play for long enough and have them in your inventory for long enough, they will ripen and then they're mm. yellow bananas and then they will heal you. But then if you let them sit for even longer, then they become brown, rotten bananas and then oh. they do poison damage. So it's it's stuff like that. Like it's this really cool like time-based system that there's like some that change depending on what other Magnus you have in your inventory or if you use them on the same turn as other Magnus. Um, and it's, it's just very cool and unique. And I think this is a really interesting RPG that 
should it get a remake, they can polish up some of the weaker spots. Like they can tidy up the battle system. They could bring in some different voice actors. Uh, they could maybe polish up the writing a little bit to make the plot flow a bit more smoothly. Um, and it's just, it's such this, it's this weird game. Uh, it's Monolith Soft also. And it was yep. published by... Uh, oh, I was going to ask who And so who like it's... It. Okay. it's yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles guys. It's folks yep. that are still around and they, they've said in the past, I think at some point they were interested in doing it like a DS or a 3DS. Uh, there is a prequel that's also There's on the Origin. Release, I think, only in Japan. Um, but it's uh, no, there's a prequel. It came out here. Oh, it came out here and too. And the prequel okay. is also very good. And I never fixed, played that one. It fixed a lot of the problems with the first game. Not all of them, but some of them. It's it's, it's good. Uh, so uh, we launched columns on IGN today. Check out, uh, you know, Reb Reb already has one called uh, what was it? Hidden, Hidden Treasures, Treasures yeah. about indie Indies. games. I'm writing a column. I think it'll it'll go up next week um, called Lost Gems, which is about games that are forgotten and that you know deserve another uh, uh, deserve to come back into the spotlight. And I'll kick it off with Live Alive just as an example, of something that came back. Nostalgia is bringing back all these forgotten yeah. forgotten uh, gems. I might not have anything to write about if this continues, because <laughs> this game totally would have been on the list. Like, I haven't heard anybody say the name of this game since it came out. Oh, I honestly. loved it. I played it so many times. <laughs> uh, but but it but it was very notable. I remember um, when it came out on GameCube, it was a time where Nintendo games were kind of lacking that sort of uh, storytelling, polish, rendered cutscenes, voice acting, all that sort of stuff, orchestrated music that the competition was doing. And then out comes this game on GameCube and it was like super polished and yeah. it had all this, Beautiful all the bells and whistles. They didn't, mm. they didn't publish it, uh, obviously, but... Um, and it was it's a JRPG yep. on yeah. the on the GameCube, which is a pretty rare beast at the time, yeah. outside of like Tales of Symphonia. But I I would love it if Monolith Soft went back to the concept of Bat and Kaidos and just made a new one. Yeah, and I'd be cool with that too. I think that the, the the foundation and the nuts and bolts of it can be really successful in this day and age because I mean anime characters mm -hmm. and a card-based battle system if you oh like my God, forget refine and expand on that mm -hmm. i think that could be a very modern and cool concept and i think monolith soft has a lot of leash to be able to kind of do whatever they want now because yeah. they're a huge part of nintendo's tech base mm -hmm. and nintendo really relies on them and also xenoblade chronicles 3 was very successful very well received so i have to imagine that if they said hey can we can we do a new bat and kaidos mm -hmm. that fully expands on the concept from the original gamecube nintendo would probably be like have at it yeah. <laughs> so maybe port these as like a collection just so people can play the originals again that'd be then, nice yeah. yeah yeah i will say putting a business hat on that's much more risky than you know bringing kind of using what you've already released that nobody's played i don't think this this game sold well at all right like i don't think it sold like yeah. I, I don't remember i don't think it sold like atrociously in the sense that they're like oh people didn't like this because they, they got it they yeah. got a green light on a prequel mm, but sure. i mean it, it was an rpg on the gamecube so i can't imagine it was i'd be interested yeah. to see what a remaster looked like yeah um yeah. i think it might be a little too dated um at this point might be, but yeah. uh I, so that's why i would be stumping for a sequel but I yeah yeah it's yeah. just it's it's super risky for for something that yeah mm -hmm. none and, of us uh, you can go to the IGN store and get the Per Schneider business hat in the apparel section. <laughs> oh yeah, is there one? That's already next week. Yep. Um, Thank you. This game has an emotionally conflicted young man with long red hair who attacks people with a trumpet. It's great. Okay. <laughs> I'm into well, that. As one well, does. Well, you should have led with that, yeah. Reb. Uh -huh. As one does. I 
Yeah, you bury the lead on that. When I was a child, and it has whales that you're not allowed to call whales, just like Avatar. Big fan of cetaceans. Uh, Reb, real quick, what was the song that people should go look out and and find and just dance to? Um, I mean, listen to the whole soundtrack, but I was playing for Seth earlier today the boss battle theme, Chaotic Dance, uh, which, again, if you know, you know, if you don't, it's a great boss battle theme and very unexpected. It's very not what Sakuraba usually does. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, Real quick, because we are doing a shorter show this this week. I'm sorry, fans. Uh, I wanted to bring up that I started playing Chained Echoes, Mm. and I love it a lot so if you have xbox game pass it's free or you can just buy it on switch or pc or playstation 5 or buy it on xbox if you don't have game pass but if you like um colorful jrpg i won't say likes but uh homages yeah look it's oh, so pretty. it's gorgeous yeah it's just amazing and i'm i'm actually really enjoying That's it a cool. lot um i i have Perhaps you would deck. love it you should oh. play it in immediately yes Eric yep. Van Allen no, was it's... telling me I should play it, but it's I had like Final Fantasy. Before, so I, I didn't know what it was. Big Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger Energy. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then oh, it even has like yeah. when you get into a battle, it almost feels like Secret of Mana a little bit for like a half a second because the, the enemies their like eyes will sometimes bulge out when they see you, and then they'll get into the battle formation, and it's turn based, which is what I require of all my RPGs. Terrific battle system too. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Smart. Super good battle system. Um, it's the little Xenogearsy and... with the the mechs. Yes, but uh, that, Flying that's ships. what actually got me. Mm-hmm. Look at that! You got that. my yeah, attention. It's got everything you want, and I think this was developed by one guy, Matthias Linda, I believe, is the name of the uh, the developer. But yeah, super good game. Go check it out. Highly, highly recommend. But now we have to hit the question block because we're we're rapidly running out of time. So do 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 do. That's ah. the speed up sound. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that that's uh. If you speed that up five times, that's the sound of Mario growing when he gets a mushroom. Oh, we in my family we call that Totoro, Totoro, Totoro. Oh, yeah, like when when like uh, did it Totoro yet? No, it hasn't Totoroed yet. So you still have time to finish the level. Yeah. <laughs> wow, we just learned about the Schneider mm-hmm. House rules. That's right. For the, Schne- the Schneider that's House rules. Cool. Great movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one person got that. Thank you. <laughs> Me and Floor Guy. Okay. <laughs> floor floor guy, guy is Seth Macy this week. Floor this Guy. Week. <laughs> it's me, Floor Guy. Uh, okay. Uh, real quick, several people announced, or excuse me, asked, when are we getting new Super NES and, or NES or N64 games? And the fake answer is they will all release immediately after we get done recording. No, of course. Yeah. The answer is none of us know. We don't know. I, like we can't answer these questions we don't know these things so i'm not saying like not to ask questions but we don't have like the insider knowledge pair might but we the rest of us whenever nintendo we, wants no it's yeah, so, space, exactly it's so strange like i it's you know like it it's a subscription program so you know you would figure they would have some nugget every month that gets you back into it where you go i feel good about being subscribed but then like literally you'll you know we talked about how getting three Jalico games doesn't count, but, like, I would take a Jalico game announcement over nothing. I would Um, take Bases Loaded. That was a very good baseball game. Yeah, always tough when you have something with sports licenses to bring that back. It doesn't have any licenses. Oh, that's right. It's like famous, the the fake names that they have for the players. It's like one of those famous memes because they just didn't know 
Johnny America. play baseball, the original baseball. Something's That's... up. I bet we'll get like Goldeneye soon. You know, oh, there's been... I mean, remember they announced a bunch of N64 games that they haven't put out yet. Yeah, they've been slow. I mean, they it's put true. Pokemon Puzzle League on there, and I'm happy. I'm going to play Devil's Advocate for a moment. I'm not going to pretend okay. that this is a good value by any stretch of the imagination, but as somebody who has the disposable income to be able to afford all of this, I love having these old games on my Switch, I, and I play them yes, all I, the time. Mm. Actually, I would say the Super Nintendo and maybe the N64 app are two of my most played games every single year Dang. on yep. the Nintendo Switch. That's and really cool. that's just me. <laughs> yep. I like old games now at this point, so I spend a lot of time playing Super Mario All-Stars, which is also on this thing. And there's a lot of obscure games, like uh, Panel Day Pawn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Puyo Puyo, uh, I already mentioned Pokemon Puzzle League. I uh, think um, Paper Mario's on there, so you can play that. A lot Paper of Mario, nice. Super Mario RPG is not yet. No, but they're, yeah. they're, they're, you're right. There's there's great stuff on there, but like, you know, we're used to subscribing, like being fed by the companies that we subscribe to, right? Know, like, if you turned on Netflix and it was always the same thing, you'd be like, mm, do I need this this month? And like, I do feel like. Not to be ungrateful, like we got new Mario Kart levels as part of the subscription, but they asked us to pay more for a higher tier of games that yeah. include Genesis and N64, and I don't feel fed. You're totally right. Yeah. There's a whole section on Xbox whenever I open up my Xbox that says new on Xbox mm -hmm. Game Pass. Here's all the things that are coming this month. Here's all the things that are coming we next month. We have a month. column like, about oh. it because it's such a meaty topic. Right. I this would... thing that I'm paying for is giving me new things to keep me here. But Nintendo has nothing really like I would like that. never say that this is a good value for sure. <laughs> I think that Nintendo really needs to sit down and think about how they can make people want to be part of the subscription platform because what they're doing is not it. Yeah. Having said that, if you showed the Nintendo you. Switch to 12-year-old Cat and said, you can play all the Nintendo and SNES and N64 mm -hmm. and Sega Genesis games plus all of this amazing other cool stuff, I'd be like, this is the most incredible platform yeah. I have ever seen. So. It's also just They're so easy to set and forget. Like I, I have a friend who has an eight-person family plan for mm -hmm. our group chat, and I Venmo oh, him $10 a year to maintain the awesome. subscription and that's the end of the discussion like i don't even think about it he just yeah he just invoices me for 10 bucks once a year <laughs> whatever well, i'm just going to recommend that pair loan nintendo your business hat so that they can make better decisions mm. when it comes to their online service subscription uh but unfortunately that's all the time we have for nbc this week i am so sorry but before we go i have a few favors to ask if you're watching us on youtube leave us a like and a nice comment if you're listening to us on a podcast app uh please Leave us a review. It helps us spread the good NVC word. And if you didn't know, I have a new monitor that's over here now. So that's why I have to look. Uh, special thanks to Pear for coming in at the last second. Uh, also read on the ones and twos for bringing all the joy and the clips that we have. And remember, most of all, thanks to you for hanging out with us. Because NVC is the only place. Where, hey, there's Jeffrey ah, Vega. It's the only place where Jeffrey Vega can get, get the, the thing. thing. There he is. <laughs> He made it after all. Hi, everybody. It's me, Jeffrey Vega. I'm spinning. Is he really here? I thought that yes. was him. Hi, guys. Oh TikTok, TikTok. Oh, he that is he says that all the time. Yeah. Holy he cow. Does, That's yeah. TikTok me, Jeffrey Vega. Jeffrey Vega and the uh, N64 expansion pack once again. Very cool that they got to meet after the holiday special. 